Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it's very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history to write a book preserving this experience for future generations. If you'd like to help preserve this moment in history for future generations, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Vishwas Sharma lives in Philadelphia as a student, but was born and has family in Nepal. In this episode, he describes the difficulty of deciding how to manage one's life as an international student. Does one try to go home and see family? Or does one stay where they are, despite the discomfort and confusion caused by the pandemic? Bishwash has a special lens into how both the United States and Nepal are handling the pandemic and compares and contrasts during this episode. I was born in a very small town in Nepal called Pokhara. Um, so I, you know, I, I'm Nepalese. Um, I was born and raised there. I did all through high school. Um, pretty much all of my family still lives in Nepal. So I was in Philadelphia actually. So I went to Europe for my winter break travels and I, you know, I came back and I had started sort of hearing about this virus in, in China. Um, that had you know spread across in a few neighboring countries, but yeah, I was here for the since the beginning. I haven't really left. Yeah, so I think I heard that there was um, a pen, like there was a, a new virus in China. I would say like early February, um, you know, mid February. Um, I have, it was funny because I actually like at that time Netflix was like suggesting me to watch this, this documentary called Pandemic, and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be weird if this was going to be a pandemic? So I had like <laughs> watched that on Netflix too. <laughs> it's like oh, and then then yeah, like I think within like really quickly here actually because I I go to the university. There was cases heard of in like I think in Philly neighborhoods or at least one case in Pennsylvania. And then right away within like weeks they closed the school down. Everybody went into lockdown, and that was kind of you know all really hard and quick to process. I think. I remember that we we were supposed to have a spring break. Um, so the school was going into spring break, um, and for PhD students, we don't really get a spring break. But still, like the the like the the vibe, the atmosphere on campus, you know, felt like spring break. Um, there was a graduate student focused social event happening, like at a at a bar, and we went there. And you know, we were all kind of like we heard that some schools in California had been talking about closing, and I think at that point, Washington already had a bunch of cases, so. Um, you know, we were sort of hesitant even going into that, you know, big <laughs> even at like an indoor bar, but we did. And then we came back and my friend, one of my friends, Sophie and I were talking about like, wow, like we wonder if this is going to get really serious. Like nobody's really, you know, at that time we weren't really that worried about it. Um, it's, it's felt like a distant thought. 
and yeah like one day we went biking and we started seeing people wearing masks and we came back and we're like maybe we should get masks too and then we got an email from the university saying like everything is closing we're asking students to not return from spring break everything will be switched to online and we were like wow this is really you know we just had not expected things to happen that fast i think in the in the initial stages it was a little bit like shocking um because i think so i think i went through phases i think the first first week of hearing this was like is this you know an overreaction you know is this like do we are we in a place where i should be worried and then like i heard like you know news about all these grocery stores running out of supplies no toilet paper no you know paper towel and like i grew up during civil war in nepal so like you know i i think i have like a pretty high tolerance of like what alarms me what gets me scared about things but like, we never even during civil war we never really had this kind of event where all the grocery stores would run out of things and, you know like so that was like a little bit scary for me um so i went so once i went to the the grocery stores and saw like people were really tense and like i just remember like the first time i wore a mask all day i just felt like very unsafe i think wearing a mask automatically made me more alert about like maybe i might get this virus and like even going walking into the grocery store i love grocery shopping it's like a weird thing to say but that was the first time i felt like really tense about grocery shopping like i was trying to not touch things in the store i was like trying to not get close to people and everything i did i was kind of like alert and and almost tense um yeah so that was i think the second week i was just really stressed and then the social distancing thing was also a lot like i think i i live alone everybody telling me like don't get outside of and i live in a very small apartment like it's almost like a studio it's a, it's a one bedroom but it's really a glorified studio um so i i think that like i'm i don't really spend a lot of time in my apartment usually so that was it was a kind of an adjustment Philadelphia has been moved to green phase now. In 2019 there was a Spanish flu. Um and Philadelphia was like the worst hit city in, in the country. They even have like multiple, you know, examples of this in in public health classes. So I think the the state and the city are like pretty proactive not to let that happen again. Um so we I think out of like what I've heard from my friends like people here are really good at wearing masks in Philly at least like you go out and you'll see i would say like 95% of people will be wearing masks so so that's been good uh, in terms of city regulations um starting the 1st of september now the um the restaurants are allowed to have indoor people at 25% capacity um outdoor seating is fully allowed stores have been opened uh, my university has a different policy they are not exactly in line with the city they are i think a little bit more strict about it uh, in some ways so you know nobody is on campus the dorms are usually like mostly empty except for some international students or you know, students who don't have housing options um, who stayed back um and my research lab they have been operating at 50% capacity right now i get like half day shifts so yeah it's it's starting to feel kind of normal i think people are like outside more now there's a little park by my apartment and like it's packed there's so many people outside maybe i i have sort of made peace with it but just because i think everybody's going through this and not just me but i had a lot of plans for this summer um i don't get to go to nepal very often um one because you know it's expensive to travel 
Um, and two, you know, with being in PhD program, there's only so much chunk of time I can take off of, of my research and say, you know, I'm going to go to Nepal. But if I go to Nepal, I'm not going to go for a week. You know, I'll most likely go for at least a month. My plan was to go home this summer. Um, I haven't been in three years. Um, so that was, you know, all kind of <laughs> thrown out of the window, I should say. And indefinitely, that is too. Um, so that's been one, one thing. Like, I was excited to see my family. Um, go back home and you know as international student it's really you know, it's, there's already that like fear of losing connection with your people and especially during difficult time like this I think that's when you know you really need family and, and you can you know you can be there for each other and so just not being there and also just not being able to go anywhere when I had plans to literally go across the world is, is very stressful <laughs> um, the other thing is I think is like my parents. So I have, I have a sibling and he also studies in the United States in the West Coast. Um, so my parents are at home, you know, we're all kind of spread apart. And, and so the, the fear that, you know, if, if somebody does get sick, like what am I supposed to do? Um, so just not being able to share this experience with family and and be there for, or at least the reassurance that, you know, you know, I have my family. I think that's kind of been the biggest challenge. Yeah, I think, you know, no, no matter how, how adult you feel like you've become, it's uh, when, when things are stressful like this and when it's like a situation of like safety and, and health, that, that's I feel like when you want to become a child again and just be around people that can take care of you. So I would say those are two big. And then the third, like biggest stress for me is just, how it's affected my PhD. So, you know, I think, um, you know, there's a certain amount of time that you set for yourself. You want to finish your PhD, you want to get your grad school done with. And there's funding issues. There's also things about, you know, a student becoming, being an international student, there's issues of like your visa duration. So, and, and also like I'm from a, not a, you know, economically sound background. So I don't have like that financial backing. So I rely on my stipend, you know, I have a, I have a pretty kind of a, a goal that I wanted to accomplish. So I think I would say in the last six months since the pandemic started, I probably haven't even gotten like 20% of what I would have gotten done if, if it was normal. Um, you know, one, just mental, you know, mentally, I'm, I don't think I'm fully capable of doing things right now. There's so many variables, just, you know, not feeling fully rested and um, just the mindset is, has been changed. But also I think, the physical aspect of it like you know restrictions on what i can do how often can i go to lab and how much time i can spend on my research how much work can be done from home i know for certain fields you probably you know can you can imagine there's certain phd fields where you can probably work from home and you probably just need to set up um, there are resources available but for somebody who does molecular biology most of my work is on the bench you know i have to really do the physical experiments I can do some data analysis, sure, but that's really not a major chunk of my, my project. So it really has slowed me down. Um, some solace in that situation is, is that it's not just me, you know, all of my colleagues, my classmates have expressed similar frustrations. So I think in that front, I, you know, you, they say like when you're not the only one suffering, <laughs> it kind of makes you feel less miserable about yourself. So I guess in, in that sense, like I think it comes third on my list. Oh, like I think technology has 
been fantastic. Like I said, you know, one of the things I mentioned was not being able to be there for my family, but thankfully, you know, I'm able to talk to them every day. Yet they, my parents call me every single day, and you know, my brother, we're all able to talk and and you know, video chat and whatnot. So the connection, the connectivity is in some ways still alive, and I would even say so, like better than. Let's say if I was still in Nepal, maybe I'd be less inclined to talk to them every day if I haven't wasn't staying with them. But here, you know, I think I'm I'm talking to them more often, um, so that's good. So even though I'm not physically there, um, in terms of my the way my university is operating, it's fully online now. My um, you know research group lab meetings are all on Zoom. My graduate student body in my department is really social and very supportive. We have a lot of fun events like quizzo and cooking show and stuff on online so that's been really good i do think that you know in some ways i i suffer from this zoom fatigue like after after a lot of event like i i think my attention span first of all when i go to you know research seminars and and presentations i just cannot focus as much as i used to and by the end of the day it's just so tiring um, that you know even in an hour of happy hour online i'm just like okay well i have to go <laughs> like i can't i don't want to stare at, at a screen all the time but i think you know if if there wasn't for technology i think people would have lost a lot of patience very quickly i think that's what's holding us together apart from zoom even just you know being able to stream stuff on netflix and watching movies and tv and, and all sorts of things um has really you know given some outlet to not being able to travel or do things by myself in physical. I guess this is sort of medical, right? So um, the, the um, mental health resources are on campus. Um, we have something called CAPS. Um, they are doing remote therapy sessions for students who want to meet with a counselor, mental health counselor, um, you know, for counseling and such. So that's been fully online. Um, the student health services for us has also like telehealth services available. Um, same with my like vet, so my friend's dog got sick and she was able to, you know, do it on video. It's kind of make a, an initial appointment before um, having to decide if she needed to go in person or not and, and things like that. Um, certain other things, not really. Like, I mean, obviously some things like, I had a dental appointment, I had to go in person, you know, like things like that hasn't really changed. I have used therapy before, you know, I've used the, the counseling services in the university. Um, but for some reason, I haven't, I haven't really even like, I haven't dived into the, the virtual online version of it. Something for me, like the, the actually the physical act of going to the, the counseling services, I think was something I really liked. Um, and that was sort of a way for me to say, you know, you know if I'm going through st stuff, it's like I'm taking action. Um, I think video conferences feels a little bit impersonal. Maybe it's just me. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't really used a whole lot, lot of it. I know that it's, it's more of a thing now. So during this pandemic, you know, there is also simultaneously a lot of awareness about you know, racial violence, especially specifically targeting black people in the US um, and how it is systemically present in um, the police um, and such. And I think I told you this, I, you know, I grew up during civil war in Nepal when, you know, we had a king which who was, you know, kind of turning to becoming more tyrannical and people really just wanted to 
established democracy. So there was a lot of revolutions and, and protests where I grew up. Um, and I was very much, you know, even though I was young, I was in seventh grade, I think. I was still quite part of it. My parents were very political people. And so they encouraged us to go watch the, the protest. And, you know, and sometimes even go to them if it was very close by. Um, so for me, like, I grew up seeing protests. It's very normal for me to experience people protesting against something that's unfair or unjust. And, and I think during the pandemic, while all of this was happening, I think it really gave me the time and the self, you know, the, the, the alone space to really reflect on what it means for me as an international student to come and study in a country where there's a systemic racism that I didn't grow up with, but I'm part of now. And, you know, even more focusing, you know, I know that I talked about police brutality yesterday, but in science, if you think about it, academia is so not diverse. Um, in biology, I would say natural sciences even so, you know, we have, we are doing really poorly in terms of diversity, but also the systemic racism, the microaggression and, and people really don't think that it's a problem or they think that, you know, it's science, everybody's equal here. But, and, and in some ways, I think I'm guilty of not thinking about it hard enough. I don't think I really sat down and ever, you know, put so much thought into systemic racism in science but really this pandemic I think you know and in, in I would say this is like a blessing in disguise really gave me that time to just sit down and think about what it means and even maybe allocate some time to do some readings about it um, which I know I probably wouldn't have done if I was you know always filling up my calendar doing things one of the things that also made me feel a little bit you know, anxious was, there were protests happening in the middle of a pandemic. People are out in the streets and I wanted to go and, and one, I'm an international student, you know, and then, you know, I legally, it's really scary if, if something does happen, even if it's a peaceful protest, if I do get arrested or somebody who's international gets arrested, what, you know, what's the con consequence? Um, secondly, it's a pandemic and will I be doing more harm by participating in in a protest rally where what if I accidentally spread it and we all know that disproportionately this is going to affect marginalized people and how they are handled with the health system. So, you know, just so many complicated thoughts and going through my mind and, and I think for me, this pandemic really has made me realize that, you know, there's so much that needs to be done. Um, especially in academia, um, in some ways it actually made me less um, inclined to pursue my interest in academia just by seeing like how much problems, how many problems there are and you know how a lot of people that are up there are not really taking these issues of diversity and, and you know marginalization seriously. Um, when we strive to be academics that you know treats everybody equal, we want everybody to learn but there are so many things that we should be aware of and we're just naturally not taught to. Um, so I would say like, I know this is not directly related to pandemic, but the fact that this happened during a pandemic where I was, you know, not having a lot of social events. I wasn't always hopping around trying to do another fun thing. Um, I actually did have the time to do some deeper thinkings about the complexity of of race relations in the U.S. and also how it pertains to um, academia. 
you know i i grew up in nepal like, like i said um we didn't have like a lot of holistic learning growing up i never went learn music i didn't learn how to sing you know all kind of like extracurriculars so this this pandemic when i got my first stimulus check uh, funny enough i spent it on a piano like a little keyboard piano so i was like you know this is the time i need to start learning something fun like a music um i don't know how to read music i don't know any of anything so there was a really fun experience for me um so i bought a piano i'm starting to like learn how to read music i can play some basic piano thing is i like performed for my friends on a zoom call one time so that was that was really fun um i've been a lot doing a lot of biking um i have been to some places in philly that i've never been to before i didn't know there's beautiful valleys and parks um available because i never you know thought that i needed them but now more than ever i i'm happy that i did um i've been really you know and and realistically i think as as pandemic kept going on i realized that it really is impossible to just isolate so i have now a group of friends that i socialize with and we sort of it's kind of like our cluster i would say you know we don't hang out with you know we don't really hang out with other people in close spaces except each other um and so i feel like i've in some ways in many ways physically emotionally grown closer to my friend circle and we've been doing some fun things here and there we walk to the park um we sometimes do you know coffee and chat and and things like that um and sometimes we make dinner together so i think that's been really rewarding thank you for listening subscribe so that you don't miss an interview i interview multiple people a week and i am releasing these episodes as fast as i can and if the story meant something to you share it because it will probably mean something to someone else Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.